Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, hello, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently with Jeremy Kalmanovsky. Today we are learning Yoma, page Pei Gimel, or 83. And if we are lucky, this should be the last page in this tractate that I personally will do. I've done a lot of it. I'm sorry if uh, you're tired of me. But hopefully we'll have one teacher for the final section, another teacher for the final section. And today on Pei Gimel, we will continue our discussion of Pikuach Nefesh, of the saving of a life and the precedence that life-saving takes over the fast of Yom Kippur itself. There are two main sections of the page that deserve our attention. Uh, one of them is the continuation of something we began discussing on the last page, that if somebody says, the, their prime examples are of a pregnant woman or a sick person, uh, that they say that they just can't fast, they need, they need food, then you uh, feed that person according to, the, um, according to the testimony of experts, the medical experts that they had in their day. At the very top of our page today, uh, we will analyze that line from the Mishnah, which to repeat is that a sick person should be fed according to the direction of the expert advice. We'll analyze that and we'll actually take that apart and, and come to the conclusion that uh, that's not as simple as it sounds, that in fact we don't want to really stress, or the Talmud doesn't really want to stress, that the expert testimony is the decisive factor. In fact, it's the, the sick person's own assessment of his or her condition that is primary, and the expert testimony is a kind of secondary factor. And I will just read to you from the beginning of the page uh, in, in that vein. Amar Rabbi Yanai, Chole Amar Tzarich, Verofe Omer Eino Tzarich, Shomin Lachole. If the sick person says, I need the food, but the doctor says, no, you don't really need the food, we pay attention to the sick person. My time, what's the reason for that priority of the sick person's own testimony? They cite a verse, Lev Yodea Marat Nafsho, that's a verse from the book of Proverbs. The heart knows its own bitterness. Okay, the Talmud goes on and says what it often says in, in a case that it takes to be self-evident, Pshita, well, obviously, we would know that we would take the person's own testimony about their own condition. That's so self-evident, you shouldn't have wasted your breath to tell me. And the answer in the Talmud, invariably to a pshita, is mahu detema. No, uh, what would you have said if, if that seemingly superfluous statement had not been included? You might have made a mistake, and you might have thought something incorrect. You might have thought, rofe kim kamash milan. You, you might have thought that we said, well, actually, the expert knows best, the doctor knows best, and so therefore we should follow the doctor and override the patient's own assessment. Kamash Malan, that's not true. We, in fact, care, uh, we, in fact, take the patient's own self-assessment as the decisive, as the decisive medical fact. I think that's interesting in contemporary medicine, that, that is uh, diminishing the sense that doctors are the all-knowing experts and the patients should just shut up and follow their doctor's, doctor's advice. 
Okay, next case, similar. Rofe Omer Tsarich, the Chole Omer Tsarich. The doctor says, listen, I really think you should eat. The, the sick person says, no, 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 I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to eat. In that case, Shomin La Rofe. You listen to the doctor, the one who says, violate the fast for your own health, uh, whether it's this, this person's self-assessment or, or the, the doctor's assessment, the person says, eat, that's, that, that, yadoala eliona, that's the uh, decisive uh, evidence. My timer, what's the reason for that position? Tunba hu dinakitle, the dangerously sick person who thinks that he or she doesn't need to eat, that's because they're delirious. The, the illness has clouded their thinking. Now the Talmud raises an objection. The Mishnah had said, uh, the Mishnah had said that the sick person is to be fed according to expert testimony, which would seem to apply that if the experts say he gets to eat, then, then he should eat, but on his own say-so, or her own say-so, no. We'll go through several different constructions of the, the Mishnah, and we'll consider that maybe it refers to a case when the doctor's own opinions are divided, but we arrive at the following succinct statement, which is taken as a matter of law. Mar Barav Ashi says, Kol amar tsarich ani, whenever the patient says, I need to eat, afilu ika mea de amre lo tsarich, even if there are a hundred doctors saying you don't need to eat, we listen to the patient, his or her own self-assessment, because of that verse, aforementioned verse, from Proverbs, the heart knows its own bitterness. Now, in the next Mishnah, we also take up cases of, uh, of, of people who need to eat. Somebody who, this is interesting from the standpoint of the words that are used, the Mishnah describes Misha Ahazo Bulmus, somebody who is seized by a condition known as Bulmus, which will be recognizable to English speakers as bulimia, somebody who has a dangerous kind of hunger. Somebody gets this dangerous condition of just ravenous hunger. They can even be fed uh, uh, forbidden foods ad oru anav until his lie, eyes lighten. And, and the Gemara will uh, will imagine what's the best kind of food. It's sweet food, honey, based on a, a, an anecdote in the book of Samuel where Jonathan uh, uh, Saul's son Jonathan is enlivened by honey. We go on and talk about somebody who is bitten by a rabid dog. Um, we have a debate, ultimately a uh, ruling in the name of Matthew ben Cheresh, that uh, this is an okay thing to feed the liver of the rabid dog to the person who's bit. Now, I'm not sure that that's a very good medical practice, but it, is a, it was a widespread practice uh, folk practice, uh, folk medicine throughout the world to feed the liver of the rabbit dog to the to the uh, bitten person, and obviously that's a forbidden item. The Mishnah also says an important uh, phrase that ha that uh, resounds through halacha about life-saving cases. Kol safek nefashot dochet hashabbat. Any uh, any case where it might be a case of danger to life suspends or supersedes Shabbat, and that's also known as that phrase, pikuach nefesh, saving a life, doche Shabbat. And the example, mi shenafla alav mapolet, if a house collapses on somebody, 
Safek Husham, Safek Enosham. You're not 100% sure there is a person in that rubble. Safek Chai, Safek Mate. Uh, you're not sure whether the person, even if he is there or she is there, still alive or dead. Safek Nochri, Safek Yisrael. You're not sure if the person is Jewish or not Jewish. By the way, a long and complicated story uh, in Jewish tradition. It's not, not a beautiful thing to say that for much of halachic tradition there was an idea that saving a non-Jewish life on Shabbat was inappropriate, although in the modern era uh, Jewish tradition speaks universally that that is uh, not the case, that people should certainly save non-Jews. Anyway, all these cases of doubt, whether he's there or not there, Jewish or not Jewish, already dead or still alive, mifakhin alav et hagal. You should pick up the stones on his behalf. Matzauhu chai, you find the person still alive, keep digging. Imate yanichuhu. But if you find the person dead, then, then you stop digging. To return to one theme from yesterday, our Gemara raises the hierarchy of different forbidden things. We said that Misha Achazo Bulmus, somebody who has that bulimic, ravenous hunger, you can feed them whatever it takes to bring them back, even if it's an otherwise forbidden item. However, Ma'achilino to hakal hakal. You should try to give this person the least egregious transgression. As we said yesterday, uh, it's better to sip the broth of a forbidden stew than to have a piece of pig meat. And so here too we have uh, a hierarchy that is given. Uh, try to just transgress only rabbinic prohibitions before Torah prohibitions, such that the such that the violations are as small as possible. All right. Thanks for learning so much of this masechet with me, and hopefully somebody else will take us to the end of this tractate. Thanks. Bye bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.